Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen when out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in North Carrollton. Not Carrollton. North Carrollton. In city of North Carrollton. And you've mentioned you've mentioned that before. There's a yeah. there's a Distinction between the two. There is Carrollton and North Carrollton. And is, is, are they in the same place? They're very close. It, it honestly would be like if my neighborhood was two cities. It's like like if if uh they don't the people of Carrollton do not want to be associated with those people from North Carrollton. Oh no, no, no. Scalawags and carpetbaggers, all of the them. Carpetbaggers. <laughs> those damn Carrollton. Carpetbaggers came down from, you know. Cleveland or something. Yeah, yeah. North Carrollton is good, proper Southern people, by God. Anyway, wherever you live in this great state of ours, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's just a click away. And this holiday season, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. A lot of great gift ideas for the coffee lover in your life. Coffee, hot chocolate, and of course, a lot of great coffee-related paraphernalia. I don't know if paraphernalia is the right word. It has a negative connotation. Yeah, but, that kind of sounds like, you know, you know a, yeah. a cop busting you and raiding your car finding some things what do you got back there it's got a coffee mug man what do you want exactly. that paraphernalia paraphernalia like they're free basin cocaine and caffeine anyway strangebrewcoffeehouse.com college corner and collegecornerstore.com i talked with the good folks over at college corner earlier today they have got a fantastic uh sale set up for you guys on friday of this black friday now listen here it's in store only and it's apparel only, so got to stick to that. But 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., 40% off all purchases. So you go in there and you buy a new MSU polo, it's going to be 40% off 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. From 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., it's 25% off, and then for the rest of the day, it's 10% off. Again, that's on apparel only and in stores only. So to two locations, they're original by Fleet Feet. They're employed by the Half Shell. Get to College Corner this Friday, Black Friday and get the MSU stuff that you want. Restaurant Tyler, I'm pretty sure they're doing Black Friday stuff too. Usually Restaurant Tyler does a two for one. I need to, I'll double check on this, you guys. I don't, I don't want to say it without knowing for sure. But in the past, they've done two for one gift certificates. And man, if you can go spend $100, to get a $200 restaurant Tyler gift card, I would suggest doing that. But I will find out for sure. I'll have that information for you on our next uh, show. But Restaurant Tyler is the place to go to get the best blue plate in town. They have the best meat and, meat and two. It's meat and two. You don't need three. Three is too much. Three is gluttonous, I say. And gluttony is a sin. So don't eat three. Get a meat and two. The best one in town is at Restaurant 
Tyler. Firehouse subs, this holiday season, if you want to drink something different to the holiday party, if you're tired of the same old, same old, bring a party platter from Firehouse Subs. Call your local Firehouse Subs and get a great deal on a great sandwich tray that everybody's going to be happy with when they see you walking in with it. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, and Madison, Firehouse Subs. So, you know, we were just going to talk about this game and blah, 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 but, but, here we go. Our friend John Sokoloff has reported that Lane Kiffin will indeed be leaving Ole Miss to take the Auburn job. Uh, at this time, there's been no statement from Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin tweeted back at John and said that it's news to him and then put some emojis on there that basically I think equaled out to don't take the rat poison, however you want to uh, I didn't know what I didn't know what that was. It was like know. a chair, um, a plate, and fork, fork and knife. I, I didn't understand. I don't get. Don't eat the rat poison. Is is that there was no I rat? Know. I don't there was know. No poison. There was. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Then I don't know. I I, I don't speak emoji because I'm not a twelve year old girl. All right, I'm a grown man, and I ta- I text in English. You know, no offense, Lane. But is, is, Lane, is Lane a 12 year old girl? He, has he some likes Taylor Swift. He has some 12 year old. He wears hoodies all the time. My daughters wear hoodies all the time. He has resting, um, you yes. know what, face. Yeah. He, he's, he's got some 12 year old girl tendencies to it. Let's put it that way. So that's let's, that being said, Robbie, you and I have sort of been through this before on the MSU side, and we saw how it affected Mississippi State in 2017. Uh, the team was, was not prepared. They were not prepared, and, and I think they still could have won that game, but when Nick Fitzgerald went down, that was kind of the end of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not predicting any kind of injury to Jackson Dart or anything like that, but it feel, let me ask you this. Do you feel like Kiffin can hold his team together? Because regardless of these rumors being true or not, it's a huge distraction. Huge. Do you feel like he he's the kind of coach who can keep his team together, or is this a situation Mississippi State's going to be able to take advantage of? I mean, I don't know if State's going to be able to take advantage of it. That's the big question, but I do think it's going to affect them. Uh, Ole Miss, that is. I don't think there's any chance that Ole Miss comes out and plays, you know, truly inspired football coming out there, very focused. Like th- this is a carbon copy of Mississippi State when Dan Mullen was kind of checked out. This is, you know, we saw with Arkansas. And again, mentioned, you know, Arkansas, and Ar- Arkansas gave up 700 yards to Ole Miss in that game. So, I mean, it's not like Ole Miss was completely incapable. But you could tell Ole Miss was a little disjointed. And I think J- Jackson Dart even said, was asked about it post-game against Arkansas. And he even mentioned, you know, like they, they had heard about it. They knew what was going on and all that stuff. So I, I think that this is definitely going to be an issue in the game for Ole Miss. Now, can Mississippi State take advantage of that? I don't know. I don't know if this team is good enough to do that. So far on the road, they've done nothing to prove to us that they're going to be locked in in this game, play very good basketball, and come out and execute at a high level. Basketball, I'm sorry. Football. I'm watching basketball. Mississippi State's playing in the background, so that's where yeah, that came. And from. look, we're, basketball deserves more press than we're going to give it this week. Yes. Maybe Friday we can catch up on that. Yeah. But it, it, As right of right now, now Mississippi State's given up the egg ball. Mississippi State's given up 15 points in 18 minutes. It's pretty impressive. That yeah, is, but pretty um, 
but yeah, you know, you know, those players are seeing this stuff. They're watching it play on social media. Lane Kiffin's done nothing to dispel the rumors, nothing to uh, suggest that he's going to stay at Ole Miss. There's been nothing signed from that contract perspective. You know, if it's it, if Lane Kiffin was truly locked in with Ole Miss, mm-hmm. they're announcing a contract extension like now. Yeah, the way Kentucky did. Yes, and that that's that hasn't happened. So, you know, this is what you got. This is what you deal with. And now you're entering, quite frankly, the most important game of the season because it's the Egg Bowl. You're entering this ball game, and there's a lot of rumors going around. There's a report from somebody in the media, uh, John Sokoloff, that Lane Kiffin is, is going to step down as head coach on Friday. So that's pretty serious smoke. Even the Ole Miss reporters are talking about they think Lane Kiffin will accept the, the job offer when he gets it. It might not be official yet, and uh, it's it's truly tough if, right now. If you know if all this is true, the kind of the vitriol that John Sokoloff's getting is, is is tough. It's kind of reminiscent to Mike Bonner if this does come true. And I hope people give Sokoloff his just due if he is correct on this. If he's wrong, then there's going to be some warranted. Uh, opinions that uh, that came out. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You and I are both friends of John. We're, I hope he's right. Um, but that there's so much more that Lane Kiffin could do here to make sure that this isn't a thing. And just coming out and, and you know, quote tweeting John and stuff like that, that doesn't really do anything uh, to me. I mean, that we, it, all you have to do is is come out with a contract extension. It ends all of this noise, but that's not happening. So you have to deal with the consequences. It's not John Sokoloff's fault. It's not the media's fault that this is you know this rat poison's out. It's your fault. If if you don't want this stuff to happen, then you need to come out. If you're if you're truly committed, don't miss. You need to come out and sign an extension, have a big press release, and all that. It hasn't happened. So this stuff is going to continue to ho- hover over Ole Miss the rest of the week. Do you think it, it played a big role in what happened Saturday night at Fayetteville for Ole Miss? Yeah, I, I spoke a little bit on that earlier. I do think that coming out, you know, and they had some things go bad for them in that game, but they weren't playing sharp from the beginning. Right. You could, tell, you could definitely tell that they were, they were really struggling with it. It's, it's something that we've seen for years with Dan Mullen. At the end of the year, when you when Dan Mullen was looking for other jobs, you knew because that's how the team played. They they reflected Dan Mullen's thought process during that whole uh, time. They they were kind of disjointed and they were kind of looking elsewhere, just like Dan Mullen was. You will see that with teams, and that's why I kind of thought Kentucky might be heading that direction, but it seems like that's kind of blown over now with um with stoop signing the extension mm-hmm. but I mean, we see it all the time and this is stuff that that we dealt with covering dan mullen in mississippi state for years 2017 i mean you just knew that something was going on with that team so um uh you know this is playing out almost the exact same way for mississippi state i mean for Ole miss with um with lane kiffin this time does mississippi state have the ability to to take advantage of a distracted Ole Miss team, or is this is this situation not enough to overcome what we think is going to happen 
Thursday night that Mississippi State is going to go in there and basically run the offense they've been running the past four weeks that hasn't been very good. Yeah, I mean, that's the big question. Because I, I think you're going to have an advantage uh, from you know all this distraction and stuff like that. You're going to have that advantage. You're going to have players on the other side that I think are not going to be as locked in as as they would hope. Uh, so And State has plenty to play for. This is a team that's lost back-to-back Egg Bowls. This would be embarrassing to lose three in a row, especially to a team that's kind of in flux right now with their head coaching situation. Um, so, you know, Mississippi State has a lot to play for. They just have not been very good on the road, and that's, that's a concern. I mean, the, we have not seen them play a good game uh, on the road in the SEC yet this year. Every game has just been – you know, the teams just look lost. So that's what they're battling going into this game is kind of overcoming that. Let's talk a little bit more about Mississippi State. Let's just kind of get away from, from Ole Miss here for a second, as much as we can in the context of this, of this particular game. You know, Mike Leach after practice, I mean, quite honestly, I felt he was kind of nonchalant. I continue to, to say that he's kind of nonchalant when he talks about the Egg Bowl. And this is one of the things about Mike Leach that if you if you're not on the Leach bandwagon, if you're not a Mike Leach supporter, that bothers you, right? That he's not as gung ho about the Egg Bowl as his predecessors have been in the past. That you know Mullen obviously embraced it, Jackie Sherrill embraced it. That's probably why they're the two most popular and 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 frankly successful coaches of Mississippi State's you know modern era. Um, so for for me, Leach's comments, you know, at this point, I just kind of expect it. Do you think Mike Leach believes that he has to win this game to keep people sort of off his back? Do you, do you think he feels the pressure of this game? It's hard to really I, – I mean, I don't. I don't think he really feels it himself personally. I mean, this is a guy that's making a lot of money. I mean, I, I could see him being completely um, – I'm sorry. We We have – a uh, we have another tweet from from uh, Lane Kiffin as we're all right. Give it to let's give it to me. Uh, Don't follow Lane. So oh god, I mean he's just he's just a troll. Breaking news: it's a this piece of paper that he has typed on and re, and has took a picture of it. Breaking news: John Sokoloff of WCB WCBI News in Starville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor <laughs> and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet, so John to WLOX is happening. Story soon. So basically, he took John's tweet and turned it around and made it John. Yes. Okay. This is a this is a head coach of a Power Five team, the week of the biggest game of the year, doing this. Oh my goodness! This is what, this what is, is incredible. What is happening, man? I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. That's weird. All right, back to Mississippi State. It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting in that it's just Tuesday or, or it's just Monday as we're sitting here, right? And yet, I feel like what we have to talk about for this game is kind of pointless in that you and I both, I think we both know the the way to beat Ole Miss is to run the football. And yet, I feel supremely confident 
that Mississippi State is not going to do that, that they are going to run the same offense they've run out there these past four weeks, that combined Johnson and Marks might have 12 carries in this game. Do, do you think that there's any possibility that we could see what State did against Texas A&M and Arkansas and, and that kind of offense again, or is it just going to be more frustration for Bulldog fans? I think that's the only way that this team wins, right? I mean, the, the, the times where Mississippi State has been really good on the offensive side of the ball this year is when they've committed to running the football, establishing a running game, and opening up the pass from there. The times where they've really struggled, where they've had possessions, uh, you know, two or three straight possessions, maybe even two quarters straight where they're not doing anything on that side of the ball, they have uh, abandoned the run. And, you know, I, I hear the thought process, well, this it's what they see in the box and things like that. You're not even trying. And that's, that's kind of the issue for Mississippi State. I mean, let's look, let's look at these games. That, you mentioned specifically Texas A&M and Arkansas, so let's look at those two games. Right. State in those games rushed the football against Texas A&M. They rushed the football 24 times for 144 yards, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad Texas A&M defense. That defense They're pretty did, good against the run, actually. Yeah, six yards a carry. Came out on the first possession, I think they were just gashing A&M running the football. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, which Arkansas, for the most part, was showing three-man front, I think, maybe five-man box. So, you know, it is what it is. But still, State came out, and they ran the football 36 times in that game for 162 yards. Um, I'm not saying State has to come out and, and run 36 times, but I think 25 is a good number. You look at the times where State's really struggled offensively. And I want to preface this by saying these teams are state struggled against. Some of these teams are really good on the defensive side of the ball. LSU has the athletes that they can man up Mississippi State and take away a lot of the things the state wants to do. But, you know, at LSU, they rushed the ball for three yards a carry. They actually tried to establish a run in that game. So that's mm-hmm. kind of an anomaly from, you know, what we're talking about. They had 22 carries for 75 yards. So they, they actually attempted in that game. But Kentucky, 10 carries. That didn't really uh, do anything for you offensively. And Dylan Johnson going out, I think, hurt them in that game. They tried to run the football against Alabama. Alabama was just, you know, better. But the, the real head-scratcher was Auburn. It, it, just, it just seemed like, again, you know, Dylan Johnson being out, maybe that's a, a big issue there. But, I mean – Point seven yards a rush in that game mm-hmm. um, on 18 carries. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think State's got to be able to and run the football in this game. You have to break that down a little further, right? Obviously, because in that game you had some sacks and you had the block – or I don't know if it was a block punt or it was a bad snap where Georgiopoulos got – you know, got, that's right. They had they had ten carries from their running backs, and, and so Marks in that game was not bad. That's that's Marks, the most Marks frustrating six thing. Yards a rush. That's the most frustrating thing, Robbie. Is that you look at the overall numbers, you're like God, State's not running the ball at all. But then when you go inside and you look at what Marks and what Johnson have been able to do, and they're averaging five, six, seven yards a carry, and you're like, why aren't they doing that more? And, well, Marks Marks has has only had ten or more carries three times this year. Yeah, they're not they're not trying to to feed him at all. And I don't know if it's, 
Maybe he's been, you know he gets beat up easily. I don't know. But he had seven carries for 41 yards against Georgia. I mean, that's solid. That's seven a good for, night. Seven for 45 for against Auburn. Five for 58 against East, East Tennessee. It's just they're, they're not – they haven't been willing to just say, we're going to run the football since – you know, Alabama they did a little bit, but pretty much since the Arkansas game. Mm-hmm. They just have not been willing to do it. So – it, th- this game, you got to do it. There's there's really no way around it. And if you just straight up lose this game, your offense can't run the football. Mm-hmm. You run the ball 25 times and you have like like 60 yards or something. Yeah. That, then you did. Oh, then, then you just, you just, it just didn't work. But if you watch but, Ole Miss defensively, Robbie, you know that if State carries the ball 25 times, they're getting over 100 yards. Yeah. Against this defense. Yeah. I mean, you got to. And, well, and you especially know, if Dylan Johnson's healthy and you're able to, to have three different. Yeah, running backs, you know, if rotating you, in and out. If you watch the the broadcast on uh, on Saturday, Cole Keebler kept pointing out that Ole Miss was allowing Arkansas to run the ball because they were only having five in the box, and yet on Mississippi State side, we're told that five in the box means you got to get out and you got to you can't run the football. Yeah. So if something is something's not right with Mississippi State's offense right now. I don't know if it's a confidence thing if Will's not seeing the defenses correctly. But something is off, and we're going to see if they can fix it in this last game. Because if they do, you have a chance to. I, I was thinking about this this morning, and, and you—I think you talked about this some yesterday. But what does what does Mississippi football look like? The state of Mississippi football look like on Friday morning? Let's say Friday around noon. If State has won the Egg Bowl, and Lane Kiffin has gone to Auburn. You know, uh, I think I think all the momentum goes back to Mississippi State. Think about a month ago, right? Let's think about the day at, the day before the LSU, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State Alabama games, right? So that Friday, that would have been a Friday like the twenties, twenty uh, second or something like that, right? So you got Ole Miss undefeated, and Mississippi State has just lost that game to Kentucky that was so embarrassing, right? And you're thinking, these two programs are going in the exact opposite direction. Ole Miss has taken off. They had to replace all these guys, and Lane Kiffin went into the portal and got these replacements, and they're undefeated. And if they beat LSU tomorrow, man, they are going to be set to possibly win the West. Then you have State, like, gosh, State brought back all these guys, and they're not any better offensively. And now they've got to play Alabama and Georgia. It's just, it's just, they're not, it's just not working. Robbie. In in the, in the span of a month, that would have totally flipped. Mm-hmm. If State can win and Lane goes to Auburn, and honestly, it no, flips, there's no doubt it flips to a certain degree either way. Because if Kiffin if, leaves, if Lane leaves, it, yeah. it creates instability. And even if Lane stays, if you just win the Egg Bowl, you get a a, a, bo- a boost. There's no doubt. I I think that that's why I've been saying that this game is really that crossroads moment for Lane Ki- for uh, Mike Leach. I just I I really believe that these teams are still very close. But you know, Lane Kiffin commits to Ole Miss, decides to stick around for a little bit, and Mississippi State loses this ball game. There's no juice around this program at Mississippi State. I I just don't see it. Right, I agree. And it's strange to say that, that it can be that extreme from one game, but I, that's what I really believe. I really believe this week could change the course of both Mississippi State and Ole Miss for the foreseeable future. Now, with everything in this rivalry, 
it's never going to change forever. This thing's going to tilt back and forth. That's mm-hmm. just how it goes here. Um, since this, since this, this rivalry moved to campuses, I believe that it's even. I, I could be wrong. But I think since it moved back to campuses, which was 91 or 91, I think it's I think it's all knotted. I think I think the two teams have both won 15 or whatever it is. So it's it's always going to fluctuate back and forth. These two programs are too proud and they're going to combat what the other is doing constantly. So. But for now, this could this could flip the rivalry for the next couple of years at least. I think uh, for Mississippi State and Ole Miss, if if Mike Leach is able to win this ball game, Mississippi State gets that momentum back. Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn. That program start. I mean, you're going to have some people transfer out because people came in for Lane Kiffin. Um, well, you can say what you want to about you know committing to the school or whatever, but kids commit to coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to lose some players on this roster, or I guess he won't lose them. He'll probably take some with him, but they'll lose some players in their recruiting class. The recruiting class is going to get take a big hit, I think, and then they'll have to start over with whoever comes in. Mississippi State could be the benefactor in, in some ways to that. What I what I would what I really wish that that Mike Leach would do is just a, a comment or two about this rivalry, just to show a little excitement. Yeah. Just to show that you know you're willing to to play the game a little bit. You don't even have to mean it. Lane Kiffin doesn't really care about Mississippi State and Ole Miss, but he makes sweatshirts about come to the SIP and you know whatever they're we own the SIP and all that stuff. He doesn't care about that, but he knows how to play it up. I think that that could go a long way. You know, Mike Leach wins the game on Thursday night, comes in the press conference and says, you know, we're uh, you know we're we believe that we're we're taking over the state or something like that. I don't know, but that could go a long way with getting this fan base completely on board. Th- these fans just want to see a coach that cares, a coach that really is excited about um, the future of his program, excited about beating Ole Miss, things like that. Right. Uh, so that's you know th- this could be a this could be a huge week for for state, or it could be um, a week that really blows up the message boards and social media. You're right. You're right. This is definitely going to be a week. You know, if, if you ever wondered what uh, the, the, the 1998 Egg Bowl would have been like during Twitter times, now you get to know. This, this is really insane. Like, I, I, I feel like we've seen just about everything in this We're rivalry. We're going to see more. I, every time I say that, something happens. Yeah, and this isn't over. Like we're we're about to see. We're just this is just Monday. We're recording on Monday right yeah, now. We still got three more days, oh. and then Friday is going to have fallout. So we'll see. All right, let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Still time to vote for your favorite steakhouse or burger joint here in the state of Mississippi. Just go to msbeef.org and place your vote there. It's a quick survey. Just put in there the name of the restaurant and why you like it so much, and it just goes from there. So give your favorite restaurants the love that they deserve and give our Mississippi beef farmers the love they deserve as well by buying steaks and burgers this holiday season. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. 
Do I need to say anything else? Do I, do I, do I, do I really, at this point, do I really need to tell you anything more about Two Brothers Smoked Meats than that? I probably don't, but I will anyway. It's awesome. Head over there this weekend, any weekend that you're in Starkville. Basketball season, I think, you know, from what we're seeing, maybe there's going to be some reason to come to Starkville for some basketball games. If that's the case, make a trip to Two Brothers part of your agenda. Great products, great service is something every business likes to offer you. But the real ones are the ones who deliver on it every single time. That's Advantage Business Systems. 47 years, guys. 47 years of being in business. That's the difference they make. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. They've got you taken care of at Advantage Business Systems. So call them today. Get your products that you need and get the service that you that you want when you deal with Advantage Business Systems. Number 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. All right, so we got more Black Friday specials here. The Rogue, really good stuff here. Let's let's check it out here. First off, any purchase, you get $50 off a $200 purchase. That's that's a great deal in and of itself. All their collegiate wear, state, Ole Miss, Southern, everything they've got, 15% off. Leather and suede outerwear, $100 off. So any leather jacket, any suede jacket, $100 right off the top. I want... A lot of cows would have to die for me to have a nice leather jacket. At least three. It would have to be just the cow, just the the, the entire cow's uh, skin or whatever would just be, they'd just put the whole thing around you. That's Yeah. Cashmere blend top coats, $100 off. So that's a great deal. And another limited time pro- promo for Black Friday. All rogue label suits from two, from, instead of four ninety five, two ninety five. Plus, you can take $200 off other branded suits. So a suit, $200 off, that's a great deal. All rogue label blazers and sports coat, $250 from $395. So that's a huge discount. And all other branded sports coats, $100 off. Plus, this is the best one, uh, November 21st. What day? Well, that was today. Oh, did I miss? Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He sent me this, and uh, this is only good for, it was only good for Monday. It was a... Every $100 purchase, Robbie, you got a free pecan pie. How about that? That was actually a good deal. I'm going to, they need to, they need to keep this, this, this special going. Oh, if you're listening, guys at the Rogue, people want pecan pie. That's a good deal. And of course, with the collegiate collection, it's the best, best looking polos and quarter zips are out there. You guys may have seen, I tweeted one out today, a really sweet maroon quarter zip with that script state logo. Fantastic. That's what dad wants this holiday season. Shop at the Rogue. All right. I am now four down, Robbie. I took the Rebels last week to try to get back and make it a, a contest near. Instead, I'm I'm way out. So I got to pick, pick some crazy games this week. That's just the way it's going to have to be. I will get into it right now. Obviously, we won't pick the Egg Bowl. We'll pick Arkansas versus Missouri. This game is at Missouri. If the Tigers win, I are they both? I think they're bowl eligible with the win. Arkansas already bowl eligible, but they really don't want to go six and six. I will pick first. I will take Missouri. Ooh, interesting. You're gonna play defense, or are you gonna be a man? Well, I I think that uh, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick against you. And I'll explain why, um, because I, I really believe that Arkansas is just a completely different team 
with um, KJ Jefferson. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to uh, be the difference in this one. Missouri has actually been really solid. Yeah, they're like not, they, they're they've not. not. They haven't sucked, you know. And that it's kind of weird to kind of get behind this team. You know, they they played Georgia tough. Obviously, they should have beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Should beat Auburn. Should have beat Auburn. So. This is an interesting ball game, but I'm going to go Arkansas. I just, I really believe Kata Jefferson is going to be the difference, even with that defense being what it is at Missouri. Right. All right. So there's one. Mm-hmm. Florida at Florida State. Florida State has quietly had a pretty decent season. They're ranked 19th now. Robbie, I will pick Florida. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you got to do it. I got to do um, something. I got to pick. I got to pick the games here. Yeah, Florida. That I've lost complete faith in them and, and also in Billy Napier after what we witnessed with Vanderbilt. Florida State's kind of found themselves late in the season. I'm going with the Seminoles. All right. So there's two. You can't pick. No, Georgia I won't. Tech. Georgia, Georgia Tech will both take the Georgia Bulldogs. Clemson, South Carolina. I, 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 I'm not going there either. I will take Clemson. Can't go over, can't go over the top there. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Think. Dude, South Carolina has been playing pretty good football in the last uh, four days. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Clemson as well. I think that was kind of a fluke against Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. Well, not only that, but like. They're so up and down. You know, they, they, they went can't, to Kentucky. They, they're going to have a letdown. There's no question. Like, they can't put like two good weeks together. All right. I'll make you go first on this one. Louisville at Kentucky. Oh, Louisville hasn't been very good, have they? Oh, no, they're seven and four. Are they? Yeah. Uh, they've just kind of been uh, just – I haven't really heard anything about them. Let's see. They beat uh, They beat NC State. Mm-hmm. They beat Wake Forest. They have two top 25 wins. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm going to go with Kentucky still. At Kentucky, I'm going to go with the Wildcats. I will such a, go. Such a, such a boring team. Yeah. I will go with Louisville. I will go with the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Here. All right, that's three. I need one more. The Iron Bowl, Auburn at Alabama. What do you say? Bama. Auburn, they've, you know, they've played spirited football or whatever, but they're still not good. No, I agree. I mean, they scored, what, 13 against A&M? Right. Uh, they weren't just setting the world on fire against um, Western, Kentucky. Western Kentucky. But, right. I mean, you get, you got to give them credit. I mean, they think that they're just, you know, conquering the world right now. But they're, they're, this is going to be a bad one for them, I think. I think, yeah. I think Bama's probably going to run them off the field. That's why I'm picking the Auburn Tigers to win this game. Oof. Cadillac Williams motivates his Auburn men to victory. That's going to take a lot of motivation, my a friend. A lot of motivation. All right, so now I've tied. The question is, do I go big? Do I go for a win here, or do I try well, to somehow force a tiebreaker? I think you've got to. I think you got to give yourself some leeway because you don't. You can't bank on everybody that you've just picked winning. So you're going to have to. You're going to have to get some more in here. I think the next two you probably need to pick against me. 
or you could just uh, text and not listen to a word I'm saying. You I heard do everything that. you said about picking two or, or, or what do I want to do here. My question is, do I? I would feel like an idiot if I got those four games right and then I lost in the nightcap and was down one. But I'm going to do it. So let's let's which one? I'm not going this one though. LSU, Texas A&M. Uh, uh-uh. no chance. I'm taking the Aggies. So you'll take. We'll both take LSU. I will take Vanderbilt to beat Tennessee without Hendon Hooker. Oh, my God. That would be unbelievable. If I win, Robbie, it's going to be something that they're going to talk about for a long time. That would be unreal. Uh, the, the, the thing where the frat guys were out, on the, out in the front yard playing Rocky Top, that mm-hmm. will be playing on loop. Oh, I'll come to your house. On Saturday. Yeah. What if, what if you what if that's how you won this thing? It happened before. Game? I was only down two, but Derek Mason got me in 2016 and got me over the hump with Bob. What's going to hurt Robbie is if I get here's and this is the truth. I feel actually relatively good about Missouri could beat Arkansas, Florida could beat Florida State, and Louisville could beat Kentucky. And then in the Iron Bowl, crazy things happen, right? If mm-hmm. I win those four and then Tennessee just kills Vanderbilt, I'm going to feel like an idiot. But I'd rather – you know what? There's no difference between losing by one and losing by nine. Let's do it. Vanderbilt over Tennessee. I assume you're taking the, 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 the volunteers. I will. I, I think that Milton is still – He's good enough to win, yeah. Very, very good. I, I think he's a, you know excellent player. He's, he's played in some big games for them, but I think he's going to be able to handle it. All right, so there's the picks. Will I make the miraculous comeback for the ages, or does Robbie dine on my dime? We'll find out on Saturday. All right, we have a special rumblings for you tomorrow. We don't want questions. No questions. We want to talk about the Egg Bowl. Give us your favorite Egg Bowl memory. If you got a picture to include, be it of the game or of your family at the game or whatever it is, we want to see them. So send us your favorite Egg Bowls. We'll read them off. Ole Miss fans, if you're listening, I'll even read yours. So send them in at Brian Haydad, at Robbie Falk. Lock them up as usual. But I want to hear about your favorite Egg Bowls. That's tomorrow's rumblings. Is no Questions will not be answered. Do not send your questions in. We want to talk about the Egg Bowl on tomorrow's show. Plus, we'll continue to monitor what's going on in Oxford with Lane Kiffin. Uh, we might talk a little MSU basketball if we can get it in tomorrow because w- w- this game is, is going pretty good for State. We'll see what happens uh, later uh, tomorrow. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.